Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we're coming off of a really fun episode number 97. Just last week is our first episode of 2022, and Ryan and I rang in the new year talking about the Kings and about how fans may not be so patient as we come into the trade season. Everyone's itching to get a move going and get something in a different direction. It was a fun conversation. If you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you get your podcasts. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan was good. Hey, what is going on, everybody? We are recording on Sunday. well, I don't even know what the date was today, the ninth, maybe. Anyways, Kings just lost by double digits to the Portland Trailblazers. So that's where we're at. That's uh, you know, that's when we're coming on. I always like to give a little reference point, right? Because people don't really know when we record. Um, but we typically record and then release the episode the next day. So, you know, the episode should be out no later than Monday. Um, so but yeah, Kings uh, you know, disappointing today. Um, good thing is, is uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a huge Niners fan. Um, just like most people in this area, I guess. But uh yeah hey niners took care of business today uh so that's a big plus um you know so couldn't be completely disappointed with my sports life and i almost forgot hold on see if it works tonight did you get it nice solid yeah, made some adjustments on the mic so tonight we're drinking uh you know curse light dude very disappointed oh i got i gotta tell this story real quick very disappointed so in my garage i have this nice bar right pretty I'm pretty proud of it. Okay. I, I decked out my garage, did all myself, epoxy the floor, put, put drywall up and painted do all the shit. Right. It's been up for about a month now. Have this fridge in there. Fucking fridge broke, dude. Full of beer. Right. It's full of, full of, full of beer. Fucking broke, dude. So, uh, you know, I'm, my mountains aren't quite all the way blue, but you know, they're, they're getting there, but really disappointed. Yeah. It was really disappointing, man. My fucking fridge broke horrible. Yeah. That's a real bummer. I mean, um, for, for you, especially when you go drinking, you're probably surprised you're looking to get a drink and you couldn't get one. That's what you gotta do like me, man. You get, I'm, I, I do, I drink whiskey. You just put it on a cube. You, well, know, it's that, you know, I, I, I've been, you know, I, I've really toned back the drinking. I haven't really been drinking much. Um, so who knows my fridge, honestly, I haven't been out to that bar fridge in like a week. Um, so the fridge, you know, and I don't even think I drank a beer out of there last week. So I, I think I grabbed something else. So who knows, man, the fridge, who knows the fridge could have been broken for a couple of weeks now, but, um, you know, it just felt like a beer day. Right. I really, I really, you know, I was like, you know, it's been like 10 days since I had a beer. Let's have a beer. It's been a while since he had a beer crack and, and honestly, a good time to do it. Kings losers of five of six fucking Kings, man. For sure. For sure. Right now. Um, you know, the thing is, is like it, they get a little roll, right? They win a little two. They 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 bring get back in, and then they 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 do what they've been doing, losing a bunch. And I think what's frustrating is, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had that, that that episode. I don't remember exactly, but two or three episodes ago, where we talked about, we're like, man, I think Kings fans finally kind of broke. You know, they finally after all this time they finally kind of broke. But then people get pulled back in, and then now this one is really disappointing. I and I don't like the way that the Kings are trending. And um, and the reason I don't like the way they're they're trending, and probably the same reason a lot of people feel this way, is that they're losing against teams that have people out. Like uh, they're they're losing against teams that are they're not in full strength. In the last three games, that's kind of been the case, right? So they they dropped today, terrible showing after a a, a day off against the Trailblazers with 
no Damian Lillard, no CJ McCollum. And it's weird because the Kings had played really well against that team earlier in the year. And I'm pretty sure we're at that game. They beat them already earlier this year at full strength. So what's up with that? They lose against the Nuggets, which I believe were shorthanded. They lose against the Hawks, which uh, were definitely shorthanded with Trey Young out. So it's it's not only that they're losing, it's that they're losing against teams um, without players, not even at full strength, like bench players stepping in. And they're not even just losing. It's like they're getting worked. I saw that they were favored minus one today. I, I wasn't touching that with a 10-foot pole. And I keep coming back on and telling everybody, hey, I, I, I'm i not trying to bet the Kings. I did I did bet them recently one game against them. And, of course, that's the one fucking game that they decide they want to win. You know, I think it was against the Heat. But it's bad, man. It's bad the way they're looking. And, you know, you, we, we came on you a couple weeks episodes ago and we tried to talk about you know it's a long season blah 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 and sometimes you try to not be so down because it is one thing we say right don't be prisoners of the moment it's a really long season but it, it, this last stretch is kind of it's not good the only thing that is like that it gives hope Ryan they play tomorrow against the Cavs which are a better team than them they play against the Lakers Wednesday which I think we're going to go to as long as LeBron James ends up playing right we're going to go to that game the only thing that is like good is that by next weekend, the Kings play the Rockets two times in a row and then they play the Pistons. So <laughs> that's that's like the the light at the untenable at the end. Honestly, if we get through if we get to the episode next weekend and the Kings look like shit through those Rockets and Pistons game, it's bad. It's real bad. It's going to be real bad in Kings land and rightfully so. Yeah, and we're already at that point. I mean, let's be completely honest. We're 10 games under 500, right? uh tonight you know at i believe this was game 42 right that, that means you have 40 games left to make up 10 you know to get back to 500 i, I think that's safe to say that we're officially going to be under 500 again this season um you know the only way i i really think you know that we can really salvage the season um is if they make moves the current roster has shown that it's it's tapped guys don't want to be here Right. Like I, for me, the effort tonight was just kind of like, yikes, dude, it, it's bad. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, it, it is. I don't really have much to say about the, the Kings game. tonight, dude. it was really I was just sitting there watching. I'm just like, this is embarrassing, dude. It's, it's embarrassing. Um, you know, the showing that Darren Fox came out and put out tonight, the showing that Tyrese Halliburton put on tonight, the showing that Buddy Heald put on tonight. You know, and everybody could go look at the box. You know, you can go look at the box score, you know, and. You know, you say, oh, Halliburton 17 and nine or whatever, and Buddy Heald 14 and, and, you know, Buddy or uh, sorry, excuse me, Darren Fox 14 and say whatever it was. Right. It's bad. You know, you, you know, your your three best scorers uh, all scored under 15 points. You're not going to win a lot of games like that. So at the end of the day, it comes down to those three guys, you know, so it's pretty, I, pretty poor showing. I'm very disappointed. I put out something after a tweet after the game. This is something that like I thought about. So I put the tweet sometimes, honestly, just to just to save them so that that when we get on here, I can reference things. And, and one of the takes I had was that it's, I said, it's a hard truth that uh, right now that it's a, you know, it's a team game and that I think it's a hard truth and a hard reality that a lot of players on the Kings that people love are um, just really role players. They're just really role players and they're not that good. They're not good enough to get the job done. So honestly, you know, it's not that you dislike any of these players, okay? Because they all have their qualities and they all belong in the league, right? But um, Alex Lynn, role player, uh, Tristan Thompson, role player, Terrence Davis, role player, Metu, who plays a lot, role player. And honestly, dude, the one that a big one who the Kings really count on, traded for, and has moved zero needles and has been Harrison Barnes, dude, kind of just been a fucking role player. Kind of casually comes in, drops his little 12, 13, cool. You know, and I think that's that's the thing is that the Kings, it's it's tough because especially right now, people want to blame the backcourt dynamic. They want to blame Buddy Heald all the time. They want to blame the coach, which they fired their coach, so they can't blame the coach anymore. It's all a blame, 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 blame. But at the end of the day, like, it's really just, I think it's really might be that simple and that a lot of players that people love are just role players. And that's why when, as we're getting, we talked about last week, as we're getting towards this trade season, 
the reluctancy to like want to like pack. I even saw today like Davion Mitchell. So someone, you know, people were throwing out their trade machine stuff. Oh, Davion Mitchell, first round pick, like hypothetical stuff that probably won't happen. But you see the comments below. You see the opinions below. And it's like, well, I can't believe people are saying trade him already. Or I can't believe people would want to trade Rashawn Holmes. Or I can't believe people would want to trade Halliburton. It's like. You got to be open. You got to be open to that stuff because it's really about it's really about high level talent. It's a really that's all it's about. And when you're when you when you're trying to count on the Metsus of the world, you know, to 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 move the needle and the and Alex Lens to move the needle and and among others, they're not really doing it. And even even that that really goes for Buddy Heald too. It goes it goes for it goes pretty much for everybody. It really does. And then it, it, because at the end of the day. I don't think that the Kings have a number two. As much as people like Tyrese Alberton, they don't have a number two. And when you don't have a number two, I think that's a, that's one of the things about De'Aaron Fox. His his downfalls this year, his deficiencies. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with playing off ball and the style. But a lot of it is you don't have a number two, man. It's the fucking NBA. If you think teams can't intentionally take a guy out. You know, I I think you got to look at that. And I think that's just a big problem. They don't have a number two and everybody else is a three or four or five or if that. And then they get it's that's the that's the age old problem with the Kings, though. Right, Ryan? That's the age old problem forever. It's the Omri Caspies of the world. It's the BJ Leases of the world. It's Amon Shumpert who comes here and, and starts a bunch of games of the world. It's got those types of guys where. They come to Sacramento, even Rashawn Holmes, they come to Sacramento and then they get elevated one ring, two rings above where they really are as a player. And so that's the problem. That's the problem to me. And this roster is the same shit. You know, it's the same shit. And and let's be clear. Everybody on this team besides Darren Fox, in my opinion, is a role player at the moment. Buddy Hield's a role player, right? And me and you, you know, we're big on Buddy Hield. We, we, you know, we've had Buddy Hield's back a lot because a lot of people want to blame, blame, blame Buddy Hield and oh, Buddy Hield's low IQ. He's this, he's this, he's this. The problem with that is, you know, <laughs> Buddy. You know, I, I think the well, I'm gonna touch on this because I've had a lot of you know arguments. I, I guess you can call them with people in the chat in the Kingsland this week, and it's you know I, I think the problem with it is is people expect Buddy Hield to be a superstar. Right. People look at Buddy Heald and they expect Buddy Heald. Oh, Buddy needs to do. Buddy Heald is a three point specialist. That is what he is. Okay. He is a volume three point specialist. And if you get anything outside of that, you know, great. <laughs> great. He is there to space the floor for De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halbert. And that is it. Okay. Everybody knows he's not a defensive guy. Okay. Even though his defensive rating is not the worst on the team, right? There's a lot of guys, a couple of guys with worst defense, even though he doesn't lead the term in, the the team in turnovers, like people like to think that he does. He doesn't, right? Um, you know, so th- I, I just wanted to really touch on that because I've been in a lot of arguments this week where people hate and want to point the finger at bloody. And but they they also take our side of the argument as to we're big buddy supporters. We think buddy's a superstar and all this. And you know, I, I really think buddy's a role player. I think buddy healed is a number three to four on a good team, right? Like if he would have got traded to that Lakers team this year, you know, and he could have been a 3.5, you know, behind Anthony Davis and LeBron James, that's where he thrives. Right. So Sacramento is full of those guys. They're, like you said, there is no true number two, even, even Darren Fox. Okay. He's a Darren Fox, in my opinion, is a 1.5 to a two right now what he is okay you 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 know i have a hard time i i've been a big supporter of him but i have a hard time supporting darren fox when he's shooting 14 times when he's playing 36 minutes and he shot 14 times right at some point you have to you have to go as a as the team's leader and as a true number one this is where you know my narrative starting to switch a little bit is you you know i look at the box when i look at games tonight it's like nah sorry dude you're i'm not going to give you the pass tonight you you have to be aggressive same thing with halliburton people want to talk about Oh, Halliburton's, you know, he's the best playmaker on this team. He's this, he's that. He had one rebound, you know, he, he shot 11 times. So, you, you know, you can sit there. Yeah. He had nine assists. Great team lost by 15. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, great. It's not like you were playmaking to doing, we weren't winning. Okay. So I, you know, I, I sit here and I look at this and you're, it's a team full of freaking role players right now. Everybody is buddy Halliburton fucking Bagley tonight. Where's that? You Bagley's been double-digit rebounds. He's 10, 12 rebounds, four rebounds tonight. Harrison Barnes, right? The, the guy who I really think is a lot to blame 
for, for the Kings current situation, a guy that Sacramento, you know, brought in when they were in a playoff hunt a few years ago and he didn't elevate the team. Like people thought, and people want to talk about bad contracts and all this stuff. Harrison Barnes making pretty good chunk of change in the NBA. And he's a starting three, you know, who plays a lot of minutes and he's just not moving the needle 13 points tonight, 13 points, you know, from your wing. So there's just a lot of issues with this team. And it's really, really frustrating to me. It's really frustrating. And there's a lot of blame to go around. I'm, you know, the thing about Harrison Barnes is I'm just so surprised. I'm there's this like the logical side of me says I'm so surprised that he doesn't get more criticism. But then I have to take a step back and and he's he's a guy who just ducks the he ducks everything. And it's I think probably because he had some pedigree. He came into the league as a high pick. He played on a championship team and he's never really been terrible in the league. And he's always been a starter. And so he's got this like reputation. I think I talked about it last week. The Harrison Barnes is cool because Harrison Barnes is a solid 15. He's a solid 16, but he's never more than that. And, and he never goes off. I was listening to the broadcast the other day. And I'll, even even the, the narrative around Harrison Barnes, Ryan, is 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 not just amongst fans. It's it's the same narrative. It's the same opinion of him amongst the the, the media. Katie Christensen, I believe, or Morgan Reagan. I think it was Morgan Reagan. They're on the pregame. And you know what they say? Oh, early in the season, Harrison Barnes was shooting whatever clip from three point three per, per, uh, point percentage. He was averaging this, but if we, if, and then it was like Kenny Thomas, like having this conversation, right? And you know what they say? Like, if we can only, if, if we can just kind of get that HB back, you know, the Kings could really get to that, that level where we really want them to play at. And that's where it's funny because it's, it's a lot of fans and then even media, you can apply this logic to every player. They they have a good two to three game stretch or they have a good two weeks, but then they regress back down or get back down to their average. And we have we've always said this on here, you know, people show you who they are so that you got believe them. That's what they are. So it's like you the expectation that they're going to be this that outlier two weeks, just like Halliburton a couple weeks ago is not is not the uh the opinion and even works in the inverse that's why when darren fox i mean he just coming he's coming off a, a stretch where he's scoring tons tons 30 points you know the last week out of three or four games I he's reaching 30 points i bet the over and made a lot of money on him this week on it to be honest with you and so that's why when people criticize it's like yeah i think he's more towards that direction than he is on these low nights but at, at the end of the day you got to criticize fox for being so low and you and, and you've got to hold other guys to a certain standard to, to maintain that level of play that you have the expectation of them at least. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'll touch about that in a minute, but you know, look at Harrison Barnes last five games. Okay. Sacramento's in a low slump right now. And you know, a lot of people want to point fingers at, you know, they want to point fingers at Bagley. They want to point fingers at buddy. They want to point fingers at Fox or Halliburton or what, whatever you have, right. They want to point the fingers. Nobody ever calls out Harrison Barnes last five games, 13 and seven, nine and nine, eight and seven. 14, six and five, 10 and two. <laughs> like that's your starting three. Okay. Who's making pretty good money who plays like 20, like 20 million. He's making pretty decent money, right? For, you know, and he's, you know, for, he's making 20 million for a guy who doesn't have any elite quality. That's a, that's another thing right there too. But you know, he, that's, that's not, you know, you as a, for a team that is lacking wing play, you can't have your only wing on the team doing that. So, you know, everybody who wants to hate and, you know, go at Buddy Heald, why is Buddy Heald playing 30 minutes tonight? Why is he? Yeah, because that. Because you put Buddy Heald in a position not to succeed, right? You, you don't have any wings, so you're forcing Buddy to go out there. You're, you know, I see people complaining the other night about, oh, this three-guard lineup, this three. That's all they have. They're not getting any out. They're not getting any, you know, uh, statistical output from Harrison Barnes, really. He's just been, he's just been showing up the last week. You know, and I, and I, you know, I really encourage people to start pointing blame in other directions. I, I think overall, this team's just not very talented, you know, and I give De'Aaron Fox, I, I, you know, a lot of the times I give De'Aaron Fox pass because it is very obvious when you're watching the game that De'Aaron Fox is the best player on the team. It's just very obvious, you know, but nights like nights like tonight, you know, you just can't, you know, you can't. So I, I call everybody out, dude, this team is just. For the first time all year, man, I'm disgruntled, dude. I'm I'm irritated. I got you know I'm not very active in the Kingsland chat and stuff. I got in it this week with a couple people, and it, it you know that's not typically what I do, but it's just because I'm disgruntled and I, I feel like the the blame is getting point you know the fingers are pointed in the wrong direction. 
you know, people want to blame, you know, it's a collective group. That's what happens though. You know, we, we did, we did episode way back early Kings cast. We called it the blame game. We talked about fans takes and where fans takes come from. And most of the time, I think people's, people's negative opinions come from the people they don't like or they're sorry they're directed i guess at the people they don't like and that's kind of what's happening right now like even i hate buddy fan club today like you're talking about if you ask them it's it's buddy's fault and bagley's fault if you ask the coach haters it's the coach haters fault if you ask the people that want to trade that may make make halbert the franchise guy it's fox's fault but it, it doesn't say like you know it's kind of been our theme the last couple episodes i think it's been to make your opinion in totality over long term you know and you know if you really do look at the kings at, at a large sample size it's pretty it's pretty consistent like what we're saying is pretty consistent and then the one thing that isn't consistent as well i think that's been hurting them is continuity in the lineup i mean it seems like with obviously you know Rashawn holmes can't stay healthy he just can't and then he gets covid or whatever it's three you've said it a bunch of times i've said it's three years in a row the guy's not there um He's, he's not even on there. You know, they're, they're, they're playing all kinds of... I thought when we did the episode last week, I was like, I think that shit's over. I think they finally figured out a rotation. But after the midway point of the season, they still haven't fucking figured it out. And so what does that tell you, you know? What does that tell you if the team's rolling out there and they still haven't fucking figured it out? That means they, they don't have the talent to count on that continuity. They have to keep trying shit and mixing shit up, man, because they don't... They don't have anybody. They don't have anybody to count on. There's no staples. If you had staples in your lineup, I don't think that you would be switching shit around so much, right? And that kind of proves the point. Yeah, it's. I'm not going to follow that up with. I'm not going to beat the dead horse, man. But yeah, it's. It, it all comes down to a lack of talent, man. That's that. It is what it is. I I was going to say, you know what I saw out there, which is funny, dude. Is it's when I'm I'm starting to see. Play oh maybe <laughs> this shit comes full fucking circle, dude. It's like I think the Kings need to go big, right? Which is something we, you and I have always oh been like, God. like. And you know what they said? I think that maybe because uh, something it's circulating around right now about how the Kings are like the worst team by far at, at points in the paint, like mm-hmm. by far. So like yeah. their worst team in the league by like a couple hundred points to the next person below <laughs> next team below them in the paint. And it's, you know, it's fucking hilarious is that we've been saying that for about three years now, you and I about how you know, we've, we've argued with people about how like, the, you know, the games you have to rebound. That's a part of the game. You have to not let guys get inside all of that. We made that argument. And then, you know, what's coming out of it. Oh, when Rashawn Holmes comes back, maybe Rashawn Holmes is going to be playing at power forward. Maybe we can put him at power forward. And it's like, Starting together, isn't yeah. that fucking hilarious? That all last year when we were talking about all that, you know, the Rashawn Holmes shit, everyone wanted to tell us that he's this versatile center, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. We kept telling everybody, no, he's a power forward who plays a, a undersized center position. Yeah. Isn't that funny how shit comes for a circle like that? Yeah, no, hundred percent, dude. It, you know, you look at it tonight, like Joseph Nurkic, man. You know, I have a screenshot of you know because it was just disgusting. I looked at it. Nurkic was dominating, you know, and I, and I go, and I know you bet the over, right? So, um, you know, I, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to look at his rebound. Damn near triple double in 28 minutes in the third quarter. Yeah. He'd be you know? killing the Kings. And I'm he looking I'm like, look at those fucking rebounds, dude. And I know Alex Lynn, you know, played a decent night tonight, but that was because he played pretty, you know, he played a lot of minutes and he was the only big guy out there, but you know, the Kings lack of rebounding. That's why I think they went towards like Marvin Bagley in the starting lineup. That's why I think they've done that because, like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. We're just going to try to get as many rebounds as we can. We got nobody else. And Bagley's done his job until tonight. So, uh, but real quick, let me, let me. That one come through as well. God, we got it figured out. We're back. We are, we are back. You know, insult to injury tonight. Ben McElmore had a good game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's funny, dude. How fucking funny, man. It just cracks me up, dude. It's, I, I, I would not be surprised if, you know, we go on the on the on the chat here and see, uh, you know, somebody saying, oh, Ben Ackermore, that's a good player. We shouldn't have let him go or some shit like that. It's just typical Kingsland fashion. 
Well, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing, oh man, you know, people, as you said, I like to scroll through all of our little social medias and about the Kings post game, especially where the emotions run high, you know, there, that's that thing, right? Ryan, when, when people get a little emotional, the takes get a little bit crazy. Um, Already people are turning on Rashawn Holmes. Damian Jones it says uh, over Rashawn Holmes. People are saying that's 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 funny. Um yeah, crazy yeah, how the narrative not. gets crazy how the narrative gets changed, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah. at the end at the end of the day, dude, the team's not very talented and they are horrible defensively. Horrible defensively, but people don't want Ben Simmons, right? Yeah, Ben Ben Simmons isn't a good I, I got told that Ben Simmons isn't an elite defender this week, by the way. And that's just something that I'm just like, that's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Whoever's saying that though, doesn't really know it, either they're trolling or they're not being honest. or they just honestly aren't following basketball. I mean, that, that is the, that is the thing that is really becoming more apparent now, right? It's that the king, the, the writings on the wall, that something needs to be done. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what we said last week in our episode. I don't know how patient people are going to be from here on out. It's it, it, like, like we said, Monty's been here for two years. We've been here for fucking ever and we've been dealing with this bullshit forever. So it's like people aren't going to tr- sit. It, this place will burn to the fucking ground if they if they make it out of this trade deadline with role players again. If, if they get a Terrence Davis type player again or a mm-hmm. DeLon Wright type player again, you know, that, that people are calling back for as well. I saw that today. Yeah, that somebody is, wants DeLon is, Wright to come back. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, everybody loves uh, fucking everybody. They, that's, that's part of the problem. That's what we keep saying. I, I, we could probably do it. Uh, uh, entire podcast every week about how everybody in fucking Kingsland loves everybody. And it would still be uh, topical because that's just, that's just what it is, dude. People love that shit. It, you know, I, you, you want to play that game, Ryan? I saw it today. Kyle Kuzma, 20 something points, 22 rebounds. Real fucking funny when, you know, the Kings could have traded bogey from a couple years ago, but everybody yep. didn't want to do that. That's your, that was crazy. And, you know, people, people want to, you know, talk shit about Buddy Heald's terrible and all this stuff. Well, Buddy Heald, you know, the Kings were this close from pulling Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and Montres Harrell for Buddy Heald. You know, can you imagine what that, that would have done to the roster? Can yeah, you imagine? Dude. Well, you know, that's that's a huge what could have been, man. What could have eh. I, I hope if anything, like, you know, let's talk about Buddy for a sec, because it's always polarizing. It's always a polarizing topic with us. We've we've made our case. All all we ever wanted was see Buddy play, but at this point he's been here for he's been here. He's been here. It is what it is. Like yes, he he's he, he's the guy is gonna play in the NBA for a long time. Um you know I even talked about someone this week is like because people seem to think that buddy just can't play but buddy people pay 20 million 18 million for sharp for volume sharpshooters exactly that's why i always that's that's, that's always been our take that's it yeah i always cite luke Kennard. got paid 18 million or something to go (laughs) fucking for the clippers luke (laughs) Kennard, dude luke Kennard. so you know do, do you know okay right so like it's just that the, the point's proven there um but honestly, like Buddy, it's probably it probably is that time. It probably is that time. He, I don't know. He probably he's gonna get moved. Be, yeah, he's gonna he get probably, moved. He don't want to be here. I wouldn't want to be here if I was him. No, nah, he doesn't want to be here either. No, he's gonna get moved, dude. And he should. He should because it's something we talked about. It's something we talked about the other day. You know, having the luxury to have that type of you know player on your team. The Kings don't have the luxury, you know, to have a sharpshooter and Buddy Heal to have a guy like that because honestly, he doesn't help this type of team. Right. You don't have a true, you know, in, in my opinion, you don't have a true number one. You got a 1.5 to a number two. You know, you don't have a true number two or number three starter. Right. Like that's where Buddy Hill thrives. That's where he's very, you know, lethal in. So when you don't have that type of guy, it's like, why do you have him? You don't have the luxury. You know, people hate on Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill has hit more threes and less games than anybody in the NBA. That's something to be said about that at a pretty decent, you know, 39% for his career. That is really good, you know. But people want to go on the negatives and, you know, it's it's not Buddy's fault. At the end of the day, it's not Buddy's fault. Okay, he's in the rotation playing 30 minutes a night. Why? Because the coaches are telling him to shoot 10 fucking threes a night. Okay, people, if 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 the coaches weren't telling him to shoot 10 threes a night, Buddy wouldn't be playing. Okay, like that's that's just what it is. He's he's being told to do that. And the the Kings don't have the luxury of that fucking move him. You need to move him. I got I got a take on this. So you tell me what you think. I th- what's going to happen is Buddy Yield is going to get moved for sure. 
Okay, I bet I bet on it right now. He's going to get traded. Um, and what's probably going to happen to the Kings post trade deadline, post All Star break, is that they're going to be better than they were in December because history kind of shows that the last two Novembers and Decembers the Kings have been trash. They have. They've they've gone through losing streaks. They've gone through injuries. They've gone through where they came into the season with a leftover uh, lineup from the year before without major improvements and only a draft pick. And then it took them to the trade deadline to then fortify the team. Okay. And so the examples, I guess, a couple years ago where they, they had Deadman and they had Ariza, they traded those guys. It was terrible leading up to it, if you recall. And then the second half of that year, they were way better. Going into the bubble, they were close. Last year, same thing. They looked terrible. They started the season started later, so it was a little bit more into January last year. But if you remember some nine game losing streaks, that it was very thin. It was basically uh, five guys, and Corey Joseph was the roster. The Kings improved towards the end of the season. They play better. They they finished just outside. Right now, the Kings are floating around the play in mark. They're floating around it. They're they last week they were there. This week, they're a game behind. So what's going to happen is the Kings are going to trade people. So it's either going to be Harrison Barnes. It's either going to be Buddy Hield. It's going um, to be both, <laughs> potentially. It could be something major even more. But let's call it, let's say, let's use for the sake of the argument, we'll call it Buddy Hield. Say Buddy Hield gets moved. Buddy Hield's going to bring in a return. He's going to bring, and he's not going to bring in one player. What's going to happen is he's going to bring in probably multiple players similar to the deal that they had for the Lakers, right? So the deal for the Lakers, they had a starting forward in Kuzma coming back. They had a former sixth man of the year in Harrell coming back. And they had a guard specialist in, in KCP. One of the who, better perimeter defenders in the NBA. Defense and is a kind of a three and D guard, if you will. Okay. Coming back. That's three players that are probably right now. Um, Harold probably better than any bench big man coming on the Kings bench right now. Um, Kate, uh, Kuzma definitely better than, than, um, than, than any forward we have. Uh, Bagley and probably Barnes right now. And then uh, KCB, he's better than a Terrence Davis. You know, he's better than Davion Mitchell right now. So if you look at that right there, what Buddy Hill brings potentially is three guys in a rotation that are better than anybody you have, making your team deeper and better. So what I'm saying is, is that when they trade Buddy Hill, the likelihood is that they're going to be, um, they're going to be better. And I think a lot of people, what's going to happen is that they're going to say that, um, you know, oh, see, all it was was Buddy, right? All, all it was was Buddy uh, needing to get moved. And, they, and I just don't think that's the case, right? What do you think about that take? Holy shit, dude. You're talking about, you're talking about uh, Kuzma right now. I'm sorry. I had to bring up Kuzma stats, okay? Had to. Dude, Kuzma tonight, 27 points, 22 fucking rebounds, dude. Yeah, that's what I just told you. Holy shit. I didn't realize that. I, I thought you were kind of BSing. Her. Holy shit, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, that's just so funny. I'm sorry, dude. That's so funny. I was making it, I was making a face, and Eric was like so confused. That's fucking crazy, dude. That you know. They, yeah, yeah, but I mean, Buddy was going to bring that type of return, dude. But Buddy is, you know, Buddy's going to get traded, and he is going to bring. They're not going to get that, right? They're not going to get Kuzma, Catavius, Paul, and Harrell, but they're going to get something similar to where they get three guys back who will be in the rotation. Sacramento will be better after the trade deadline. That's for sure going to happen. That's yeah, freaking nuts, dude. Yeah, holy crap! I just saw yeah. that right now. I'm like, holy yeah, he, shit, yeah, he's God. playing thirty three minutes a game. He he's going for fifteen and eight. I mean, statistically, right now, I, I'm pretty sure he's better than HB right now. You know, well, a- uh, HB HB got off to a hard start. He averages sixteen point three, uh, but that that's coming. It's coming down fast. I mean, he started the first month of the season averaging like twenty four. Yeah, but but what, what do you think about what do you think about that take though? I mean, that's the, but that's what's going to happen. It's going to be that context is going to be is going to be missing in my opinion for people, and 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 they're going to say, see, it was it was addition by subtraction, and I'm going to say, no, it was just addition by uh, by adding multiple players, honestly. Um, I, I think that even, even the same thing could happen with, with HB. I think that, let me say this to you, Ryan, if the Kings trade, I, I think just based on those, their, their status in the league. All right. And what the Kings would get back. I think if the Kings traded HB and buddy, the king, the team's probably going to get deeper in 
I, honestly, like I don't. I think the team probably is going to be a, a okay position in the second half of the season, right? They're hundred percent are. They would you 100%, say one hundred percent are? Would you say that those two trades are almost like a must or inevitable? Yeah, they should. They, you know, I think the trade for sure. The Harrison, you know, obviously the Buddy Hill, they tried to do it, right? So like that's not on make. That's not on Monty. Like Monty tried and he should have, right? Like Buddy. You know, that trade was all but done. We all know how that happened. The Lakers, you know, reneged on it and did what they did to go get Russell Westbrook. And now they regret it. And, you know, they can go fuck themselves because I <laughs> fuck the Lakers. Right. Um, that's about six months too late. But I, I also think the Harrison Barnes won six, six months too late. Right. Like I, if I'm if I'm a GM in the NBA and I'm looking at it, I'm like, OK, you know, like Harrison Barnes, you know, people he has he has this high, you know, people people look at him. You know, he's got some credibility in the M- NBA. If I'm a GM and I'm looking at Harrison Barnes, I'm like, the team has got worse every year since he's been there. Like the team has got worse every year since Harrison Barnes been there. You know, I I don't know if I'm going to give up this type of you know load for him because again, like I said, he doesn't have that elite quality, right? Like Buddy was going to get you that type of return because he shoots volume threes at a 38, 39, 40 percent clip, right? Like that's an elite quality that not everybody in the NBA can do. There's a lot of guys in the NBA who can give you 16 and six. A lot of guys. But what I would say, though, has been the thing about it is that a lot of six, nine experienced forwards just aren't floating around there. I mean, the, the thing is about about Harrison Barnes that makes him attractive, I think, to some teams is that he has a really nice uh, statistical floor. Right. And that's where the, the, the Kings, you know what Kings, you're going to get. Yeah, the Kings don't have the luxury to have a guy with a really nice statistical floor. They they need a guy with a little more uh, like high ceiling on time to time. Um, they, but I think a lot of teams could probably would value that. That's probably why you've been you've heard him around. And and um, yeah. Did you want to comment on that? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to comment on that because you look at it and what are the common teams that come around? Boston, Atlanta. Uh, who else am I thinking? Why did I just go blank? It's Boston, Atlanta. Who's the other team? Help me out. I mean, there hasn't really been that many trade rumors. No, nah, there's been a there's been a couple. But anyways, anyways. All right. So you look at Boston. They have Jason Tatum, who plays the same position, right? Like it's same, pretty same size. Who's an elite guy? He's a you know the Jason Tatum. You could say it right now, Jason Tatum's probably going to be a, a Hall of Famer. Right? You know what I mean? They play the same position. You look at you know you look at the Hawks. You know like. They're pretty deep, you know, like they have, you know, obviously, you know, people want to say, oh, they're going to move off Cam Reddish and all stuff, you know, and, and one thing is I'm looking at the Hawks. Do you think Harrison Barnes elevates you? Do you think that HB elevates Boston? I don't. So I, I think teams look at it like that and they're like, well, you know, we got guys that play the same position. Is he going to elevate us? You know, like you look at Boston, is he going to elevate us past the first round of playoffs? No. For Atlanta, is he going to elevate us past the playoffs who, you know, no. So I just, for me, I think HB's, I, I don't think HB is as valuable as Buddy Heald. But Buddy Heald also, he needs to go to a very, very specific team, right? His skill set is he only shoots threes. That's it. And I'm very aware of that. That's that all he's going to do for you. He's going to space the floor and shoot threes. That is all. So Buddy Heald, you know, very specific. Who's he going to go to? You know, you, you look at it and, you know, like, Portland's not going to take him, right? Like I've seen that kind of floated around. Uh, the Lakers would like to take him, but they don't have the financial means to take it because Sacramento would be dumb to take Russell Westbrook back. Um, uh, an option is Boston. I think a uh, Boston would be a good a good pick for him. Um, Atlanta's not going to do it. Too many guards. Uh, Brooklyn doesn't have the money. Who else? You know who else? In the you know the 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 Mavericks aren't going to do it because they have Tim Hardaway. Uh, you know, all, there's all these teams and there's certain reasons, you know, like the Nuggets aren't going to do it. They don't have the money. So there's all these teams you look at and it's like, all right, well, how's Buddy Hield going to make it to that team? You know, so I, I, I it, it's hard, man. It's it's really hard. I don't, I, I think about, Buddy does I, it. I, you're talking about Buddy Hield. I think that just because of the skill set, I think that teams, there's a lot of teams that don't have that. And when it comes down to it, you know, the thing is about, about contracts though, is that, um, teams that are willing to make a run or looking to make a run, they'll take they'll take the uh, risk of taking on a contract like that because it might get them to that next level, and then they could always move off of it and and, and just you know break it up. 
that's the thing about that's the thing about Buddy Heald, right? To the Kings, Buddy Heald is is a valuable piece to what they have going on because they don't have a lot of talent going on. But when he's when he goes to a team like that has a lot of talent, they they can just kind of like move him if it doesn't work out and and they're not going to feel that hole if you will on the roster that's why i look at higher level playoff teams as that kind of like he could go there because a, high, a higher level playoff team they can give you like their young prospect and, and some contracts on it so that they can take on buddy hill play him in their rotation if it doesn't work out they can always move him the following year you know, and they're they're all good. They, all they lost was a young prospect, right? But they had the chance to make a run. You know, they had to make. They, and that you see my point there. Whereas the Kings right now, you just can't give. Basically, when you're a bad team and you don't have a lot of players, it's like what we've been saying. You can't trade motherfuckers just to trade them. But when you're a good team, you can acquire motherfuckers just to acquire them and then trade them just to trade them because you're a good team. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah, that that one hundred percent that 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 sums it up perfectly, actually. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty safe to say, dude. Will, will you? How disappointed would you be if neither of those guys got moved? I think that I would be. One of them has to, right? Like they have. Like if you're Monty McNair, you have to move one of those guys. Well, it it all. It just all comes down to what they do. Like you, you know, if, if they were to go out and get. Here's okay. If they were to go out and get like a, let's just make things up for the sake of the take, Sabonis, Miles Turner, or Ben Simmons. Okay, and the, and then they kept Buddy Hield, Harrison Barnes, Fox. You know, okay. Then 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 I'm not as disappointed because then it's like okay, now the Kings are, uh, they have a talent. They have talent on their team, and then in the offseason, it makes those guys still expendable. And, and they can be a little more choosy or they can just kind of do whatever with them. So in that case, I'm not going to be upset because dude, the Kings that basically saying the Kings key players now, plus a Ben Simmons or they're, 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 they're going to be better. Now, if the Kings go out and don't do that and they just sit, they just sit on them yet again. Um, that, that I probably, probably a bit disappointed. And you know, the thing is I have to come up. I have to say when we're wrong, and last year, well, I can't speak for you. I'm going to say where I was wrong. Last year, I really didn't want them to trade Harrison Barnes. I was really against it because I just felt like last year, their roster was so thin that um, I, I really wanted to play for that play-in game, you know? But, you know, the coin's on two sides here. We don't know what we don't know what the offers were for Harrison Barnes last year either. So it's tough to play that game because it ne- nothing ever really came out legit on what was actually on the table for him. Um, and a lot of people just wanted to trade him just to trade him last year. And, and that's to say at the end of the day, like to make the, to answer the question, I'll, I'll be upset. It, I could be kind of upset, but at the same time, I'd rather just get rid of guys to get rid of guys. If that makes sense. Cause guys are always, they're all, those guys are always going to be expendable buddy and HB are always going to be able to be moved and expendable because they're, it's just their age and they have a deescalating contract that just constantly has less years on it as, as time goes on. So like they'll be moved to the draft. They can be moved in the off season. They can be moved going into next year. Even in the Kings could have even more talent, and, and, you know, and afford to lose them, I guess. What about you? I'd be extremely, uh, extremely disappointed. If Buddy Hill doesn't get moved. Extremely disappointed. I, I just don't see, you know, we've, t- I've, for the last month I've came on here, Sacramento doesn't have the luxury of this. They don't have, they don't have the luxury for that guy. As much as I think that Buddy Hill shooting is, is valuable. It's obviously not translating to our team, right? Because our team's not good enough to to have that, right? Like, you know, go to a contender, right? Go to a team where, you know, you're going to be valued, where you can be more efficient, right? Like, you know, Buddy gets this big rap about, he, oh, he's so dumb. Like, literally, he's dumb. Buddy's buddy's a cancer. Yeah, you know, his skill set, I, I, I think it's more that Sacramento doesn't have the luxury to have his skill set on this team. So I, I really want Buddy to get moved. Um, Harrison Barnes, it, that's hard because... Harrison, we have no other, we have no other wings, dude. <laughs> like if you move Harrison Barnes, what do we have? So, um, I, I, you know, and, and yeah, and I, and I catch you on that. And it's like, you know, I, I think that they should move Harrison Barnes, figure out whatever they got to do. You know, if it's gotta be, you know, if you figure out, you know, I know I was talking about this earlier, about cam writer, whatever it's gotta be. Um, I, I would try to do it, but I wouldn't be disappointed if Harrison Barnes stays here, but buddy healed, he has to move, dude. He has to like, there's, 
that I think too, King's cast or King's cast Kingsland will fucking riot dude. If buddy Hill doesn't get moved, there will be a riot. So uh, I, I think when it comes down to it, I think buddy Hill's kind of just, he's worn out with the fans, you know, uh, tonight didn't look like he wanted to be there as much, but I value him, but I just don't think that his value as anything to this team. Then again, they don't have the luxury, man. They don't, they don't yeah. have it. So got to yeah. move the guy. Yeah. And it's, hey, it's, it's gotten to that point. Honestly, it's got to that point. So I, I, I hear you on that. It's going to be a very interesting. I, I, ho- I would say, I hope it's a very interesting month. I hope right it there, is. Because yeah. if, if it's not, I think it's going to be really shitty next couple months. I, I think that you could, honestly see a lot of people get moved i I, i'm gonna i think that if i'm betting i'm betting tristan thompson's not on the roster the rest of the year i'm betting terrence davis is not on the roster the rest of the year i'm betting buddy hill's not on the rest of the not on the rest of the year um bagley bagley kings aren't gonna kings aren't gonna bring him back they'll they'll trade him for nothing dude and give somebody they'll trade him for a second rounder to give somebody the rights dude i just don't see it perhaps but you never know they could end up he could end up playing this year out because they need him and if there's not a deal on there they dude i don't know we let's look into that and get rid of it but i i I don't think it's a for sure i think he could end up getting some type of sign and trade situation out out of the at at the end of the year um I, i i don't know man because I think they'll hold on to that asset as long as they can, you, you know, and he's, he's playing, he's playing. Do you think just, we don't got to elaborate on this because I'm sure we're going to talk about this next month. Give a number, a percentage that Halliburton and or Fox, no, it wouldn't be and or Halliburton or Fox gets traded. What's the possibility of that? Cause I know we're going to get there. Just give a number. We don't got to elaborate. Just what do you think? I will tell you my desire you asked me a question like that, though, and I have to say, I have to speak on it. Okay, here, here's what I'll say in brief. Okay, my desire for for Halburn to get traded comes from not that I don't I don't want him to be here. My desire for him to be traded is because I know that's what it's going to take to get that next level player. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's a tough one for people to wrap around their little brains, though, dude, because a lot of people think that that means you just want to trade him because it's not working out or blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what I'm coming from. My The sole desire to move him, I say it again, is because I know that's what it's a package, including him, is what it's going to take to bring back that high-level player. You're, you're asking me, I don't know, man. It's a coin flip. That There you go. It's a 50-50 because really, 50-50. if not even that's that, if, if not even that, because it's so hard to pull off major trades in the NBA. They just don't happen a lot. If you look throughout NBA history, like when a star goes one direction, it's usually just a bunch of bullshit coming back. Yeah, but it's, it, we've never been in a situation right like that i can remember we haven't been in a situation of like ben simmons of a of a guy who's 25 years old first team all nba number 1 pick has you know had all the the success so far statistical output the accolades right we've never been in that type of situation with a team that he's leaving that is primed for a championship run with an embiid with a tobias harris with uh, you know danny green seth curry uh, you know, uh, Tyrese Maxey, Matias Thibel. We've never really been in this situation. Andre Drummond's on that roster. Never been in this type of situation. And that's why, you know, and I agree with you. Usually it's a bunch of bullshit coming back and it's kind of, you know, similar to when De- DeMarcus Cousins got traded, right? And, you know, we brought back Buddy Heald and whatever, you know. This is different. This is different. There's a chance that you can get a 25-year-old who... You know, a lot of people want to point to that one playoff series, but at the end of the day, is one of the best defenders in the NBA with the statistical output to back it up, with the accolades to back it up. That's why, you know, I look at it, I'm like, man, I think there's a 50-50 chance that one of those guys gets moved just because we've never been in this situation. Well, and I will say this. The Sixers are about, I believe, a 500 team right now. Um, and they were the number one team in the NBA when he was playing. So I think that the Sixers, they, they, they've played this game for a while. 
as far as trying to play it tough and everything. But at some point, they need to make a move too, though, for the sake of their franchise and for the sake of just the regression that they've gone into. Um, they, they need to do something. And like I said, I just think the Kings have the best package. I think as things get closer, Ryan, I, I'm ha- I think I'm down to talk about Fox more. Um, but to, to make the take right now, I, 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 it's something we keep saying because people talk about Jalen Brown, people who listen to us too, you know, like I think Matt, he, he was contact hitting me up and you know, I'd rather have Jalen Brown and I would trade Fox. For, I'm like the whole point of this whole thing is that it's, it's a single superstar conundrum. That's the whole point. It's like, you're kind of, yeah, you're back in the same position with different positions. Okay. Now, now that's the problem. And again, I just don't, I don't have faith that Halliburton's like this next level all-star, you know, max contract staple player yet. I just don't have that. I don't really know if he'll ever be there. I mean, we, we said we did episode. I just don't, I don't feel that way. I haven't been sold that yet. I don't feel that way. So for me, it's like move. That's why this whole, I, I've been so reluctant on the move Fox to get back, to get back that star. Cause it's kind of, we, I think redundant. it's redundant. It's redundant. Why get redundant? And why take a chance on the outside player when you kind of have that guy here who wants to be here, who's young, who's invested, who is talented? Like that's that's been the, t- yeah, that's the tough thing. That's the tough thing, right? And I'd rather just make that effort instead of making the effort to get him out. It's always been about make the effort to get him some help. And so that's that's really, uh, you know, I think where we're coming from. So. Hey guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kings Cast Eric and at Kings Cast Ryan. Uh, we're active on there. Love to talk, love to socialize. Uh, we got some fun things coming up in Kings Cast that we're going to announce here in a couple of weeks. Things going on. So definitely follow us anywhere at Kings Cast um, and get. Uh, your all your information on there. If you want to support the show, slide down after the show on Apple Podcast. Give us a five star review. We always read those on the podcast um, and give you a shout out. Um, and again, thank you for the support as we go towards episode one hundred. So, with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.